Amen. Well, this morning's message is In Christ Alone I Stand. And there's a song that um, that's on, uh, that's, was a big hit a few years ago. Um, and in a little bit, we'll, maybe we can play that. So anyhow, this, this morning's message, um, In Christ Alone I Stand. In Christ alone I stand. There's, um, um, well, as we, as we begin to think about this, that we, we stand alone in Christ, that the sum of all of the promises of God are in Christ, okay? In Christ are, is the sum of everything that God has promised to us. Now, I guess we'll play this now, and then, uh, um, then we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll carry on from there. If we could play the video and then, it's a beautiful song. And um, one of the things as I was, re- I didn't give Terry this particular scripture, so don't rush around and find it. In John chapter one, we have probably my, one of my favorite of all scriptures is that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And uh, one of the his interpretations has that before the beginning began, God is, or God was. So we have this understanding that God is there, he's in place, he, he is there before everything begun, begins. And then, um, all things were made by him, without him was nothing made, anything made, it was, nothing was made without him. So Christ is there. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, um, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So here we have this understanding that in Christ alone I stand. And we have a, an understanding in Romans uh, chapter 8, you know, um, so... F- I'll just kind of get to where I want to be and see what happens from there. Um, we, we have this understanding like the gifts of salvation. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, okay? And the gift of salvation is that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, all right? So we think of the gift of God is salvation. The gift of God is eternal life. Kira. I need your assistance. So, if you would come here, please. I don't bend well, but, you know. So, here we have, uh, we'll say that this is God's salvation. So, the gift of God, and I've often thought of it in this perspective. So, this is kind of a, a new revelation for an old preacher, <laughs> uh, for, for, you know, I've been in the church since I w- before I was born, you know. While I was yet in my mother's womb, I was in church. <laughs> so I've been in church all this time, and I never thought of it in this perspective. So this is, this is new to me. Is that okay? She goes, okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> all right. Now, we would say the gift of God is salvation. So Everybody has sinned, all right? There isn't anybody who hasn't sinned, done wrong. If we don't confess and ask Christ for forgiveness, forgiveness is not ours. You don't have it. If you don't, you know, it's like you talk to people and they'll say, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't kill anybody. You know, I didn't, I didn't rob a bank. 
you know, they think of sins as that way. The Bible says, have you told a lie? Well, you know, well, not a, not a bad one, just a, <laughs> you know, the Bible says that in hell there's a place for liars. So we, we look at this and it's not like, oh, we're, scare us out of hell. No, love us into heaven. <laughs> because Jesus Christ loves us so much he came and died for our sins. So there's no reason for us to carry around our sin. There's no reason for us to carry around our guilt. All right, so, okay, I lied. So we should go out of church and be forever, forever lost. No. If we recognize that we've done something wrong, God wants us to ask him for forgiveness. Because if it was up to us to earn our way to heaven, then we could go through all of those things. Oh, I got to do good next time. I got No. We've got to be forgiven. So, here, you're going to ask Christ, and I'm not Christ, but I'm just representing, okay? So, Kira, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Say that. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. So, here I give to Kira the gift of salvation, and that's kind of how I've always thought of it, okay? So, she has the gift of salvation. Now, we can pray, um, and God's gift is there, God has given it to her, and often we think of it in that capacity, that God has a gift for us. If we don't ask for it, we don't get it. <laughs> All right? If you don't ask for it, you don't get it. All right. Um, the Bible says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So you have weaknesses. I'll just make one up. Uh, um, well, anything. Uh, I need help on a test. Okay? God, I need help on a test. God, I need help on a test. Okay, so I give her this help. But the, the, the thing is this. When we say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin, Jesus covers us. So I am in Christ. Christ is in me. Salvation and forgiveness are not just something that I have to wash away my sin. Every, every promise is in Christ. So every time we have a need and she says, God, forgive me, um, God, help me on a test, Jesus is the one who's inspiring our thoughts because he's our covering. And when people sometimes don't like us, it's not so much that they are looking at us, they don't like our covering. <laughs> they don't like our covering. Our covering is Jesus. They crucified Jesus. And so sometimes people just don't like our, our covering. They just don't like, and what happens is, we think of it as being us. They don't like me. <laughs> and we take it personal. <laughs> But God is one who takes it personal. People cannot hurt you without he being hurt. Because it has to pass through Christ to get to us. So whenever we pray, God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, we're not, just for a moment, we're not receiving a gift. Okay, God asked me to, that every, God will supply my needs, so I'm looking for a gift. God isn't wanting us to ask for a gift. 
God is our provision. And what we see through, we see through his, you can't see through this, but we see through Christ and we see his provision. We see that God can supply everything and he's the one that's inspiring us. He's the one that is inspiring our thoughts to ask for provision. And so we live our life then in the covering of Christ. So whenever we are forgiven, we just don't have a gift. We have received Christ into our life. So I am in Christ. Christ is in me. What are some of the verses of the song? In Christ alone, I stand. I stand here in Christ alone. Well, where am I at? The person. Christ is in me. I am in Christ. We are together in this. Paul talks about the helmet of salvation, meaning God's, he, protects our, he protects our thoughts because we are saved. Christ is our thoughts. The shield of faith, it's part of who I am. It's already there. I'm reminded that, you know, see, often I thought of these things in, in um, gifts and in shield and in sword and in belt, but in reality, it is Christ. He is the sum of all of these things. <laughs> so whenever I ask for healing, Christ is the one who is inspiring my thoughts that I might be healed. He is in me. By his stripes I am healed. So I, it isn't that I'm waiting for a gift to come here. The gift, the person is already here. Just as this sheet covers her, so Christ covers us. We are in him and he is in us. Nothing can be able to separate us from the love of God. Nothing can take this off of me. Nothing can take Christ off of me. Okay? Nothing can remove Christ from me. Nor heights, nor depths, principalities, nor powers, things present, things to come. You know, things that are the devil himself can't remove Christ from me. I am in him, he is in me. All things work together for good to those who love God because God is loving me and God is in my life, so God is directing me as I take my steps. I can't be somewhere that God isn't. <laughs> so whether you're in school, taking a test, you know, going to bed, going to, you know, out walking with friends, nothing can separate, remove this from you. You received his gift of salvation. You now have received his love. We now have, we have his, the word that, that affects our thoughts. Let the, mind that it, let the mind of God, the mind of Christ, be in me. He's covering our head. So do, do, you, do you get that? Do you see the picture? <laughs> if not, too bad. Uh, <laughs> but... I was going to do it for myself, but I think it'd be better you see, see me illustrated from here. Thank you very much. You're taking Christ home with you. <laughs> see, she's taking Christ home with her. What's that? Yeah, nothing can separate us. It's, it's that we live in him and he in us. That's why death cannot separate us from God. Because death... You know, Christ has covered us. We are in him and he is in us. And the body may die, but we're not separated from God. 
So if we, if we begin to look at how that Christ has come to be among us and to be with us, that we're not alone in this. So everywhere we go, everything we say, everything we do, we are part of, Christ is part of us. In him alone I stand. So the, the sum of all promises is Jesus. Jesus is the sum of all promises. So every promise in the Bible is, it belongs to, it is Christ, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. You know, I've given you life, and life abundantly. I've given you my promises. I've given you my strength. I give to you my healing. I give to you my provision. I, but you see, it's already here. It's in Christ. And I, I think where we've kind of, I don't want to say we missed it, but how we, we have the wrong concept, we're looking at bits and pieces of things to be given to us, and in reality, the total sum of everything is Jesus. And we are in him, he is in us, and we are in him. And I am covered night and day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in all eternity, nothing can come between God and I. Nothing can separate us from him. So in this place of security and in this place of peace, we have God with us. In Christ alone I stand. So, <sighs> what else we have here? That's my whole sermon. Should I just quit? <laughs> Maybe I should. Uh, in, in chapter 9, excuse me, verse 9 of Romans chapter 8, but if, Christ, but if God himself has taken up residence in you, in your life, if God himself has taken up residence in you, so I am in Christ, if God has taken up this residence, and how does he take up residence? By our forgiveness, by asking for forgiveness. Jesus, come into my life. The prodigal son, you know, he, he doesn't need the father. But when he comes to his senses, he comes running back to the father. And what does the father do? Takes the best robe and puts, him on it, puts it on him. He gives him the ring from off of his finger. He kills the fatted calf. You see, he brings all of this to re restoration to who he rightfully is. Sin has no, you know, what he did wrong doesn't, doesn't have one bit of effect upon what God is going to do in his life. Restore him. I have sinned too much. I've done this. I've made that mistake. That's, those are lies from the enemy to keep us from understanding the depth and the riches and the oneness that we walk in each day. When we go to work, whenever we come home from work, when we're driving the car, whenever we're sitting in traffic, whenever there's a snowstorm, always remember that we are completely covered. Christ is here with me. It isn't that I have to ask God to come here with me. He's already there. I'm already in him. He is the sum of all of the promises. God, this is a pretty bad situation. Protect me. Well, we're praying that because the, the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, is saying, pray for my protection. How many times have we heard people say that, you know, uh, they were driving down the road and, you know, this, things happened, they, you know, um, things went out of control and they prayed and all of a sudden everything 
They don't know how they missed the, the, the tractor trailer. They don't know how they missed it and ended up, you know, everything was fine. You see, God was there and it was this coming of the Holy Spirit and God and whatever just protected them the whole way through. And if it doesn't, then God is going to see us through. Do we get the idea? All right. But if Christ himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Don't think so much of yourself that you're not also thinking of him. Every time I think of myself, I must also think of Christ. Because Christ and I are together in this. So I'm in pain. Well, God and I are together in pain. I can't figure this out. God and I together can't figure this out. Oh, but you see, now we're coming up on Thanksgiving. And everything gives thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. What are we doing? God and I together, Christ covering in me, I am giving thanks because God in me, I in Christ, we are together in this, and I give thanks because God is going to work out this out for the good. He's not going to come from someplace else to here to help me work this out. God is already here because I am in him and he is in me, and nothing can separate me from Christ. Can we start to think that way? <laughs> Can we start to imagine? Can we start to imagine what it is like for us to be in Christ? Can we begin to imagine that every prayer I pray is God inspired? There's a need or there's a want, there's a desire, and so I am believing in a God, if this isn't what you want, then help me to change my focus. And so we don't take our prayers and throw them out the door because, well, God wouldn't want me to have that. How do you know? Pray it. Ask it. And see. Ask and see. You know? Ask. <laughs> the Bible says, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. God over, God over us is telling us, Go forward into this. Don't give up on something until God helps you to understand or changes your direction or changes your mind. And we don't change our mind because, oh, that's too big or that's too small. You know, God doesn't want, me, God doesn't want to bless me. No. God, if this is your will, I pray for it to come. And I will keep praying until you ask me or tell me, that's, you know, let that go. That's not the direction I need you to go. God will tell you. Just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean God doesn't want you, doesn't want it to, doesn't want it to take place. We go from there. There's one scripture I have somewhere in here. Um, it's, the, it's the scripture about the, the persistent widow and it's in Luke chapter 18, and I didn't give this to you either, so you don't have to go there. I, I wasn't planning on using it, but <laughs> I, I just jumped through my whole sermon here. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable. So here we have Jesus telling the story earlier about the, um, the prodigal son, the guy who takes everything he has and runs away, and when he comes to himself, he comes home. But this is Jesus telling the same parable, another parable, and he says, 
Um, Jesus told his parable, uh, told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Being persistent. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. Now, there is, that's an important disclaimer. We would look at, and we're praying for something, we're praying that God would change what, our, our, our town, our city, our nation. We would change, pray that God would do something in, uh, in government, you know, whether it's local or national. But we're praying for something, and we'd say, well, that, we can't, that doesn't matter. Those people aren't Christians, so God can't change them. God can change, move on Pharaoh. <laughs> he can move on uh, our community or our nation. So anyhow. They, this person, this judge, neither feared God nor cared what people thought. So he was just a self-centered individual who ruled according to his own wishes. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. So here's a woman who knew that she had been wronged, and she wanted justice. And so she would come to the judge, and the judge would tell her, lady, get lost. You know, get out of here. And for some time, he refused. So we don't know how long she kept coming, but she kept coming and saying, I demand justice against my adversary. And the judge, he, maybe he didn't want to do it because it was his friend. <laughs> he was playing politics or whatever. But he wouldn't listen to her. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God, even though I don't care about people and what they think, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will seek that she gets, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. I am tired of this woman. <laughs> and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you that he, that I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, the Son of Man comes. Will he find faith on the earth? So will we have enough faith to continue to believe for that which is just in our society and in our life? And the, 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 um, emphasis here is persistence. So as we have the covering, <laughs> as we have the covering that we are in Christ, will we be persistent with the thoughts and the intentions that God has given us? Will we be persistent? Um, the, the next part of, I guess, be about verse 10 uh, of chapter 8. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, meaning in Christ, but you who welcome Christ, for you who have Christ dwelling in you, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, even though you still have limitations, there are things that we can't do, you yourself experience life on God's terms. As many as receive him, he gave the power to become the sons of God. We experience life on God's terms. 
It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, we are in Christ, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. So, Kira, one down, one more time for the final conclusion of the sermon. She didn't leave her covering. <laughs> but do we, do we get the picture? We are in Christ. In Christ alone I stand. So never forget, never think of what we have as just a gift given to us that stands alone in itself. When we receive the gift of salvation, we are receiving Christ himself. Every time we rebel against God. We are rebelling against this covering on our, the covering Christ on our life. But you see, God doesn't live in, under this covering. I don't live in judgment. I don't live in guilt. I live in love. I live in forgiveness. I live in grace. I live in mercy. Everything that I need for my life is in this covering. Everything. Christ in me, I in Christ, the hope of eternal life. Nothing can ever separate me from God. So when we pray, think about the covering that is ours, that we live in this covering. Okay? I live in the covering of Christ. I live in Christ. I live in Christ. Christ lives in me. Can we say that? I live in Christ. I live in Christ. And Christ lives in me. Put this on. Well, allow. No, we, we can't. I don't want to say put it on. We're, we already have it. We, we are in him. If you, we ask for forgiveness, we are in him. Nothing can separate us. Are we perfect? No. Because there's still us on the inside. This is still you in there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right? So we're not perfect yet. But we're going to live in this covering and never be taken from us. Stand. In Christ alone I stand. <laughs> so everything in life, everything that we face in life, we never face alone. I am in him, he is in me. The sum of all the promises is Jesus. Every promise in the Bible is in Christ. In Christ is every promise of the Bible and it's there to be fulfilled in us and through us. You know, if we, can, if we can understand this, if I can understand this and grasp it, it is the most important message I'll ever know. <laughs> I'm forgiven. I am in Christ. 
and everything I face, we do it together. Don't understand it. Don't know how it's going to work out. But I know God is here. I am in him and he is in me. Jesus, we thank you. As we open our mind's eye, as we open our heart's perspective, as we allow the understanding, if we see through our understanding, that you are in us and we are always covered in you. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving us of our sin. Not only giving us a gift of forgiveness, you have given us yourself. And we are alive in you. You are alive in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. This sheet belongs to Glenda, but I'll allow others. <laughs> I can allow others to put it on, you know, <laughs> so that we have it in our hearts. Yeah. Thank you. Bless you.